Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today's guest is Betsy Paik. Betsy is a reinvention strategist a certified NLP coach, and an award-winning business achiever who hosts the popular podcast, The Art of Living Big. She's the author of the best-selling book, Become a Nutrition Ninja, and just released Start Small, Live Big. Having gone through some of the tough stuff, Betsy knows life can hand you lemons. Her mission is to help you reinvent and thrive through change so you can live the big life you deserve. Betsy, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not working. Yeah, well, I really like to work. You know, it's funny when you find something you love. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard to break away. Um, but I find fun ways to add it into my regular life. But I live outside Atlanta. I'm married and I have a 15-year-old daughter. I am a competitive Olympic-style weightlifter, mm. which, um, you know, isn't that strange other than I'm like 46 years old. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different, but it makes it a lot of fun. I've been able to um, compete in some international um, meets and and qualified for some, you know, world, world-class meets because, well, because I'm awesome, but really because of my age, you know, so it gives you some leverage when there's not a lot of old ladies out there lifting. Um, Wait, but, don't don't say that. I'm a year older than you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so I you know, I like to travel, you know, all that good stuff. So really just being able to learn more about people. Anytime I can travel and do something where it's an adventure and I get to meet different people and see how people, you know, live and see the world is always just a lot of fun for me. Mm, Very cool. Now, we all love to be inspired by people's journeys. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your business journey. So tell us the story about how you got into coaching in the first place. Yeah, so I think that this may really be inspiring for someone that's listening that has kind of struggled to find their niche or their path. Mm-hmm. I, you know, started out my career in corporate America and I had a really, really successful sales career. And about five or six years ago now, I decided I was going to leave that career and become an entrepreneur. I actually opened a CrossFit gym. Like I said, I'm a, a lifter. Mm-hmm. And so I opened a CrossFit gym um, on the suggestion of a friend. I wanted to do something, be an entrepreneur. And she said, you should open a CrossFit gym. And I blindly said, yeah, that's a good idea. And that's what I did. And after just a couple years, I was really miserable. I knew I wanted a career where I helped people. Mm -hmm. But that just really wasn't the way I wanted to do it. And I found I was working all the time and it really wasn't fulfilling to me. Mm. And about two and a half years into that journey, I got up one morning and, um, you know, like threw myself on the couch and thought like, what, like, is this it? Am am I really supposed to do this? And, um, 
And it was really at that point that I started to really formulate what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people and impact people's lives. And so I would say it was probably around four years ago that this journey really started. You know, being a owning a gym and being a coach in that respect was great. I my first endeavor into the coaching was actually shifting to doing nutrition coaching, right? Mm. Because that seemed like a, a kind of a good segue between what I was doing. I had my nutrition certification. And so I sold the gym and I brought the nutrition stuff online. I wrote a book and by all accounts, it was really successful. So once again, I find myself going like, there's more. I'm supposed to do more. This, it wasn't, truly wasn't fulfilling me. And so I tell you all that because someone else listening might be like, okay, I'm doing this piece of my business and my coaching, but it still doesn't feel right. right. And when I look back, all of that was so much a part of my journey to get me right here. Like, there's no way I could have jumped to right here. <laughs> mm. You know, mm -hmm. I had to go through all of that stuff and really take the time to explore what being a good coach and having an, having an impact on people really meant to me. So uh, probably about a year and a half ago, maybe a little more, yeah, a year and a half ago, I sat down with a mentor. I got a mentor and I just shared with him everything that I was feeling and thinking and where I was with my business. I knew that a lot of people would look at my business and think, I want that. <laughs> and so I almost had this feeling of guilt, like, it, you know, I, I'm not grateful for what I have. Right. But when, but when I stopped to look at my strengths, what really were my strengths and what I really wanted to do to impact people, I knew making a shift away from nutrition didn't mean shifting away from nutrition. It just meant adding in all of the other stuff that I really wanted to include. Because what I felt was when I was working with people on nutrition, it really wasn't about what they were eating. It was about what they were thinking about what they were eating. And so I had thoughts and I wrote another book. I wrote a book last summer called Start Small, Live Big. It came out um, in December. It was published in December and really just started building my practice. So around August, I just started building the, a shift in my practice. So I've been a coach now for, you know, five or six years, but really niching down to becoming this reinvention strategist that I am today about, about a year and a half or two years ago. So talk a little bit more about the idea of being a reinvention strategist. What is that? What do you really help people with? Yeah, you know, when I got when I was able to describe it in the way I'm going to describe it to you is really when my business started taking off. So people would say to me like, "What do you do?" and I'd say, "Well, you know, like I like a coach people, like if you're having a problem, you know, like I would say, like, <laughs> I wrote a book, I speak, you know, like I was saying all this stuff where no people were like, I don't know what you do. And so now it's really easy because I say I, I help people who are stuck, struggling or yearning for more reinvent and live to their full potential. So I work with people that are just feel like they're not living to their full potential. Maybe they have a job that they like, but they don't love it. And many times it's just a really simple shift, and I call that a reinvention, mm -hmm. but a really simple shift where all of a sudden you see new opportunities and you see new ideas. Now, if you've ever been a woman or known a woman that has broken up with a bad boyfriend and gotten her hair cut, right? <laughs> Have you ever done this? 
<laughs> you you get your hair cut off because you're reinventing. You're saying right. no more. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to become the person that I'm really destined to become. And so mm-hmm. that's what I really help people do when they're struggling or stuck. I go, okay, let's pull it together. And I help, I say strategist as opposed to coach, because in my coaching career as a weightlifting coach and, you know, owning the gym, like I would coach people by redirecting, redirecting. But now I feel like I really give people strategies. I ask really good questions so that they're able to identify for themselves. And then I give them real strategies so they don't go, okay, well, now I know it's my belief system about money that's holding me back, but now what? You know, so I give real strategies. So that's really how the reinvention strategist came to be. I love the story about wanting to do something not really knowing what it was. And then someone suggested CrossFit. You had some connections with that industry. So it was, it seemed like it would probably be a great fit. Jumped in, didn't quite work out. You reinvented yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Became a coach. And through all of that, I bet there were a few ups and downs. Oh, oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> would love it if you would tell us about maybe just a low point or a disappointment that you experienced while you were getting into all of this. Yeah. You know, when I left my corporate career, I had a a really successful job in sales, like, you know, easily the top 1% of the country in my, in my income. And so when I came to my husband and I said, I'm going to quit that job <laughs> and I'm going to do this because this is my passion. Well, when I realized it wasn't my passion, that I'd mm. made a mistake, and really that was me not coaching myself, like me not taking the time to go, is this really what I want? Instead, I took the advice, right, of other people mm-hmm. around me. And so having that moment where I threw myself on the couch that morning and was like, oh my God, this isn't, this is, I can't live my life like this, like that was one of the lowest points because I had to go back to my husband, to my friends and family, to the members at the gym and say, I know I said this was my passion, but, you know, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And and feeling like I was letting people down. I mean, that was the worst. It wasn't even about me. It was about like, I felt like I was letting everybody down. And, you know, there were ramifications of that. People got angry and hurt. You know, they were hurt. Um, and I sold the gym to somebody else who still owns it. And they have taken it to places I never could. You know, it's incredible. Like, that was the right thing for everybody. But sometimes at that moment, there's that moment where you're like, I have to say my truth. And this is really hard. Mm. Um, and so I would say that was really one of the lowest, um, you know, lowest points. But it also led to like the biggest rebirth. And now, I mean, I don't want to, I'm going to sound really dramatic, but this is actually a true story. About three days ago, I I decided I was going to start trying to go to bed earlier. And Mm -hmm. so I went to bed and my husband was still up, you know, but I'm in bed and I'm sleepy, so it's okay. But I couldn't fall asleep because I couldn't stop laughing. And you're like, you know, but it's because I, all of a sudden I'm like, I am so happy. Like, Life is not perfect, but man, like I really feel gratitude for where I am. And when you can make that shift to really find the gratitude for where you are, like really your whole life can change. Right. But in that moment when you had to tell everyone that this isn't really what I want, Mm -hmm. 
and you were probably not feeling much gratitude right then. Can you talk a little bit about what did it take to get yourself up off that couch, to get yourself moving in the direction that you really did want to move in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how do you do that? Right. Cause so I threw myself on the couch. I'm like, this stinks. Right. And, um, I actually said out loud, is this it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is this it? Right. And I heard a little voice in my head or in the sky. I don't know. And it said, if you could do anything today, then what would you do? And, you know, it was really a moment of like collecting my thoughts on my vision you know, Mm -hmm. what I really wanted to do. And at that moment, I actually grabbed my iPad. I had a little keyboard for my iPad. Mm -hmm. And I wrote and wrote and wrote like for hours. And when I was done, I actually, I I, like, I knew everything. Like I knew where I lived. I knew what it looked like outside, what it smelled like. I knew who I worked with, the kinds of people I worked with, what they did for fun, where we went on vacation, who we hung out with. Like, like I really knew, like mapped out, really detailed of my Mm -hmm. life. And that's really when I was able to go, this is not like my life right now. Um, And, uh, you know, if we really want to get into it, like it was awful. I was like, am I going to go broke? Mm -hmm. You know, like, am I going to lose all my friends? Like, people are going to be disappointed. I'm going to be embarrassed to go on Facebook and say like, you know, I've been running this business and I write every day on Facebook about how great it is. Right. (laughs) But it's not. And, you know, not to keep going back to how great it is now, but like doing that, having that moment where I said like, this really sucked and I'm going to make a change was so empowering. Right. Because then you take your control back and people did get mad and people wrote stuff about me on Facebook, (laughs) you know, like about how disappointed they were that I was just giving up, like Mm -hmm. when the going got hard, but they didn't know me. Right. They didn't know what was really happening with me. And they didn't know that it was just that things got hard. They didn't know that it was that it really didn't align Mm -hmm. with what my goals were and what my vision was. And now I knew what my vision was. You know, a few years before when my girlfriend said, open a CrossFit gym, I didn't know what my vision was. And so that sounded like a good idea. Right. And now I know what my vision is. And so if somebody says to me, do you want to partner with me on this project? I can look back on my vision and say, does that align with my vision? If it Mm -hmm. doesn't, I can say no. You know, so it's helped my coaching practice now because I'm able to like have some kind of contrast. I know what feels good and what doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that story. I don't I don't know you. Maybe you thought you were oversharing. I thought it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, good. I, <laughs> I mean, I truly want to be able to help people because there's somebody listening that's like, holy smokes, the way I'm doing it isn't working, right? Yeah. I'm miserable. But it doesn't mean that all of that's to waste. Mm-hmm. Like if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have had the contrast. Right. Well, and I think that there's this gap in our lives right now between what people on the outside see from what we post on social media and what's really going on, whether we just don't want to bring people down and and post some of the bad stuff, or it almost feels like if you post anything that's not awesome, you know, you're having a pity party or whatever. So it's like people just don't see a lot of it. I have a rule about this now. Because now I feel like it's really important to share Uh the junk. Right. And so I try always to be really authentic, right? To be able to really share the junk. Like my life is not perfect. It's far from perfect. I mean, every day I get mad at stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I work from home. My husband will leave his dishes out because I work from home. So it must be I'm not working. You know, like I get mad. (laughs) Like, 
Yep. So, so life is not perfect at all. But what I try to do is I try to share when I have the solution. Mm-hmm. So I really don't want to follow people on Facebook that post all about their woes. Like I'm like, get after it, figure it out. <laughs> you know, right. jump online and schedule a virtual coffee with me. Like I'm, but if I can share something after I already kind of, it's scabbed over a little bit. Like, so I'm not sharing gushing wounds. Right. I'm sharing like when it's scabbed over a little bit and then I can actually share the lesson. I think that can be really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you when you heard that little voice and you got that vision written down and you knew what it was that you wanted to create during that process of creating that, when did you get to a point where you finally thought, this one's going to work? I'm going to be able to do this. When did you get that momentum? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. So my first task was really figuring out how to get rid of the gym. You know, so my brain was really consumed with that in the very beginning. But once I could see the end point and I kind of had a date, uh, like full on panic set in. Um, because now like, it, like even though I wasn't making a lot of money at the gym, like it was still money, <laughs> you know? Sure. And, um, and that's really when I shifted to do the online nutrition, even though I, I kind of knew when I started that that wasn't going to be the end all be all, mm-hmm. but I knew it would bring me income. So sometimes we got to do stuff to keep things moving. And I knew I would learn stuff, you know, so. Um, so that made me think of something. Yeah. Even though you knew you weren't going to stick with that, it was something that you felt like you had a lot of experience in. You could work with people and you already knew how to work with people around that sort of thing. So it was it was sort of the next step before you made the step to get to where you really wanted to be. Yeah. And I think it gave me, okay, so I've got this sort of constant going on on the side where I can start learning and planning. And during that time, and like I said, I had this really amazing career in corporate America. And by this point, it's like four or five years earlier. But I but I still have this vision in my head that I am worth that much money, mm-hmm. right? And so um, really, one of the most important things I did was I had a really honest conversation with my husband. And I said, like, I know this is the vision I have. I know that can happen. But it it's going to take some effort and time. And, you know, two things are going to happen. One is I'm not going to be making as much money. And so I need to know how long you're okay with me not making as much money. Right. And then the other thing is, my I'm going to fail. So stuff's going to go wrong. And I need you to not freak out when that happens. Because it's stuff I got to go through. I got to take some risky moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to fall down. And I'm going to like cry sometime. I, I need you to be okay with that. And and that was really huge because then I had like a timeline where I didn't feel guilty, you know, about money because that's a huge thing, right? When you're right. starting as a coach, like I didn't feel guilty about money. I knew the path I was on. And when I screwed up, he just became a cheerleader automatically, even though in the back of his head, he probably was like, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that was huge. Having that conversation, I think, makes a big difference. If you have a partner like that, you know, so so that you are going down a path that you're both aware of because, you know, success and money are in- intertwined in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you still feel like you're a success with your family and when you're not in the beginning, when you're not bringing in a lot of money? Right. 
So making then that shift from the fitness work you were doing and then moving over into what you're doing now, when did you feel like you were you were getting that momentum in what you're doing right now? Yeah. Um, so I wrote my book last summer. Even before it was published, I started to feel the momentum, like a shift. And one of the traps that I fell into was I don't know enough yet. Mm-hmm. So I got to get another certification. I got to learn more. I got to spend this week really learning this thing. I got to, and that's just not true, <laughs> right? It's not true really for anybody. Mm-hmm. I, you know, John Gray, you know, who mm-hmm. wrote that yeah. men are from Mars, women are from, he has no certification. <laughs> he just was really great at helping his friends with relationships. Right. So he wrote it all down in a book and now he's the expert. Mm-hmm. So it's really about what you know not what kind of papers you have to show that. Right. And so I do have certifications and I learned a lot in that process. But so much of what I share is really just about my own journey and what I've learned in my own life journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk a lot about reinvention and I've had a, many, many times, as I'm sure all the listeners have, where like life got low, you know, and how how do you pick yourself up and move forward? Well, you learn new skills. And so every time you've had something where life has got low, you've learned something new that helped you keep going. And those are all skills you can bring to your clients. You know, my mom passed away when I was in high school in a car accident. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, now it's been 30 years. It's a scab, right? right? You know, so I can talk about it freely. But I learned so much, like about who I was, about what I think about grief, what I think about death, where I think our energy goes. Like, so if somebody comes to me and they've, they're they struggling with this, like, I know the questions to ask. Right. You know, so I think that many times we discount our experience because we think, well, that's not good enough because I don't have a certification. Mm-hmm. But I've learned more about sharing and helping people through my experiences than I did, you know, in my in my certifications. So don't discount right. that. No, I think that's great advice because our experience just molds us into the people that we are. And your experiences are never going to be exactly like someone else's. So you're always going to have a point of view or an opinion that is going to be uniquely your own. Yeah. And, and that's going to be able to help someone else. Exactly. And when I made that shift, that's when my business took off. When I didn't, because I'm not, now when I talk to people, I'm like, I can help you. It's not like, well, I think I just had to finish my certification. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we the energy we share in our voice affects the people that we're talking to that are calling us to see if we can help them. And when I shifted that in my mind and thought, no, I I can help you make a change. That's when it shifted. So if someone's listening, I mean, become really secure that you have something that can help someone else. Do you know everything? No, you won't ever know anything, everything, hopefully, you know? And so just know that the things you do have, the skills you do have really can have an impact on somebody else. So when we talk about success, a lot of times People will measure that, you know, when they hit a certain goal or when they reach, you know, maybe a certain benchmark that they've set for themselves. What would you say has been your favorite achievement so far? Ooh, my favorite achievement. Um, 
I I think actually getting my book out into the world, mm-hmm. I, I sent it to some people um, as an early copy and got really great quotes for my book jacket. I don't know if you're familiar with Kyle Maynard. Um, he's a two-time SB winner, but he was born without arms and legs. He's a oh, motivational yeah. speaker and he mm-hmm. was in a Nike ad. He read it and um, and shared a great quote. You know, so some things like that where I got – you know, real feedback and confirmation that the story I had to share was really worth something. I think that those were really high points for me. Yeah. I have certain feelings that I judge success by. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm rooted and rooted to me means like I'm, nur- you know, roots nourish. Mm-hmm. They're also a base. So they're strong. Um, if it's joy, so if I'm laughing, <laughs> if I'm experiencing joy, and if I feel abundant, and that could be, uh, you know, abundant in money, absolutely. It can be abundant in friendships. It can be abundant in, you know, any any area of my life. Um, and and so if I can look at things and say, did it hit all, like this interview? To complete success. You know, mm-hmm. I feel abundant. I'm having fun sharing. Yeah. It's joyful, and I feel like rooted that it's nourishing people. So. You know, I think when we can shift from only because many times I think in our culture, we only identify success with money, success with the car you have success with. And if you can shift to find like, what are all the feelings I have when I have success? And so then can I bring those into my day in other ways? And when you can do that, you'll actually you'll get more coaching clients Mm -hmm. because you're going to be in the energy of somebody that is abundant, somebody that is, you know, feeling joy and success all day. Now, before we move on to the part of the podcast that focuses on real action steps that coaches can take to start or grow their business, I'd love to know what are you excited about creating next for your business? What does the future look like for you? Um, Live workshops. So I'm really pumped about live workshops. I really want to get my hands on people. <laughs> you know, I, I I communicate so much with people all over the internet, but I want to hug them and like share and, you know, ha- really workshop with people. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. I love when I get to speak, you know, all of that. It's just so fun. Well, speaking of workshops and speaking and getting your hands on people, uh, (laughs) one of the things that it seems like all coaches love to talk about is how they're generating revenue. You know, some people love one-on-one. All they want is 20 one-on-one clients each week and they're happy. Other people love to dabble and they like to do a little webinar here, write a little book there, do a little group session here, (laughs) and they like to try a lot of different things. How are you generating revenue in your business? So I have a lot of different pieces of my business that generate revenue. I really like having multiple streams of revenue so that mm-hmm. I'm not always just looking at one thing. Right. Um, so I do have two books and they're both on Audible. Um, and so that's one way. I mean, that's four ways that I generate revenue, right? Each of the print books and then each of the Audible books. Um, I also take one-on-one clients and that I really, I really love the one-on-one clients. Like that to me is really, really fun. But what I found was that a lot of people that were coming to me to ask about being coached really weren't in a position where they could afford it, or they felt like they were willing to make that leap or ready to make that leap. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, in my career, I really want to serve. I want to really be able to help people. And so I do have a podcast. And in that podcast for the first year, I interviewed people. So I interviewed people that were living big, you know, people that could share a different point of view and how they were living their life and how they experienced success. And in that, I would do teaching episodes. Every once in a while, I would do a solo round. And what I found was the solo rounds were getting a lot of downloads. Mm -hmm. And so I actually shifted my business so that I took the podcast into what I called season two. I just made that up. Season two became season two because I called it season two. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But I took season two and every week I teach something. So you can learn something for free, you know, just listen to the podcast, The Art of Living Big. But then if you want a deep dive, if you want more information, if you want a group coaching, then you go into my lab. So the lab is another place that I make money, but the lab is like ridiculously cheap. You know, I say it's less than Chipotle for two a month. So it's, it's $17.95 and people can get weekly trainings and a monthly live coaching call. And so it's really my way of still being able to serve if you're not ready to take that leap to go to the one-on-one coaching. Right. So you can still be growing and learning and getting a new perspective, you know, um, and in participating in that community that we have online. So you're hearing other people's perspectives, which is so important in growing. So I've got my books and the Audible, my one-on-one, my lab, and then I do speaking. So I get hired by, you know, corporations or organizations to come in um, and speak for, you know, luncheons and things like that. So I've done um, lots of speaking around. So that's really one of the most fun things that I have. And, and like I said, I'd really like to move into workshops and eventually someday retreats. You know, mm-hmm. when I sat there on my couch that day, that's really where I saw myself is, you know, is sharing my message with retreats. So being able to incorporate that adventure where I think if you can add emotion when you're learning, mm-hmm. you remember it a lot more. Right. And so really, you know, someday, someday doing retreats. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I was just talking to someone about something like that, that he was interested in doing. And I think the way he put it was just, you know, bringing people out of their comfort zone, bringing them out of their comfortable environment, even if the environment you take them to is extremely comfortable. It just it just gets them out of what they're used to. So it's almost like kind of a reset. And then it's they can really dive deep and learn more and produce more. And it's just like this little this little capsule that people can be in to really be creative and connect and learn. And and I think that's really a, a really interesting aspect of the retreats. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So another thing that I have found coaches love to talk about is growing their business and getting those discovery calls, getting new clients. What would you say is your favorite strategy for attracting new clients to your business? Yeah, so I've got my podcast, which I always talk about how I have a free Facebook group. So getting people into my Facebook group has been great because Mm -hmm. then we're a little more open to talk and share and I can jump in there on Facebook lives and really like build that community, right? Because people will hire you when they know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a while before they're ready or, you know, before they really feel the need or see the need for coaching. So bringing them into my Facebook group, I think is great. I have a couple little ones if I can share them all. Sure. (laughs) So (laughs) bringing them into my Facebook group. And then I, I, and I have my podcast. Um, but I also just recently in the last six weeks or so started 
a live Facebook show. So I think the key to sharing and getting your message out is being consistent. Mm -hmm. So every Wednesday morning, my podcast comes out without fail every single Wednesday morning. And then on Mondays at 10 o'clock, I do a live Facebook show on my Facebook page. And, you know, I've got some tools. So there's a little intro. So it looks and feels very much like a show. Nice. And I share some way that you can reinvent. It's only 10 or 15 minutes. But I think that now in our day and age of video, people really seeing you, I think, you know, blogging is great when they can hear you even better, if Mm -hmm. they can see you and hear you even better. I think that's really what starts to build the level of trust. Right. And the the final piece is LinkedIn. So I disregarded LinkedIn for a long time. Mm-hmm. In fact, it sort of scared me because I didn't really get how it worked. And I didn't right. want to be posting something that, you know, I would look ridiculous in a professional <laughs> setting, right? But, you know, when I, I, I went to Udemy, you know, mm-hmm. that site. And for 10 bucks, I took a LinkedIn course. It was the best <laughs> like two hours I could have spent. Right. Within three days of being on there, I got a random person message me and said, you know, I think I need to reinvent. How can I get a hold of you? So yeah, so I, I think I think that if we can look at who we really want as our clients, and then th- really think like, where are they? You know, mm-hmm. where are they and how can I connect with them? And now all that other stuff I do, the live Facebook, you know, I, I repurpose all that content. Mm-hmm. I take the Facebook, I put it on YouTube. So now people on my YouTube channel see it. And then I embed it in a blog post. And then I put the blog post on LinkedIn. So now I'm doing one thing, but I'm getting lots of different ways to share it. Mm-hmm. So I think just think outside the, you know, if there's something that like LinkedIn, where I was like, it scares me, (laughs) go in and figure it out. Cause that could be the thing that kind of, you know, flips you over to, to expose you to a whole new audience. Yeah, that's really good because I think that there's a couple of things that you said that for me really just lines up with kind of the way that I've been doing things, which is if I don't really know for sure about something, unfortunately, I do post and I don't I guess I just don't care if I look like an idiot. But (laughs) (laughs) that has its benefits, too. I haven't delved into LinkedIn yet. So it's like I'm I'm trying to get used to other platforms first. Yeah, yeah. And and then then I'm going to begin to tackle each one as I get used to another one. So I like the idea of, you know, not being afraid to get into something that maybe you don't know about. Just because you don't know about it yet, like you said, does not mean you can't go spend 10 bucks on a little course that's going to teach you the basics and make you feel a lot more comfortable giving it a try. Yeah. And then also I love the idea of repurposing content. Because like you said, with having a podcast that has to come out on a regular basis and then having a blog and having a Facebook group and having lives and this and that, and all of a sudden you start to think about all these different things and it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And I think like with everything I do, like people are like, you're everywhere. And I'm like, I can work like two hours a day if I want and get it all done, you know? So um, I, I really do think it comes down to being strategic. You know, Mm -hmm. the other thing that I'll say that made a big impact on my business was um, that I would work, you know, like all the time, like I would always be working and learning and like, I've got to do this isn't working. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And when I stopped and thought, like, I know everything I need to know. 
And every day I'll learn a little something. Every day I have like an hour of power where I learn and meditate and do all that good stuff. And and then have fun. <laughs> so it may be that I do a Facebook Live like in my group when mm-hmm. I go for a walk in nature and I stop and go, I'm going to quick do a Facebook Live because this is really cool and I want to show people where I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to have fun and live my life and and feel abundant and then make my business part of my life. So in that, you know, if you're a coach, people want to know who you are (laughs) before they hire you. Sure. And so that kind of gives them a little glimpse into your life and who you really are. But, but I do think it's important to put your content out there. You know, if they can't find you, they can't pay you. So get yourself out there so that people can find you. So I want to go backwards just a little bit to one of the the things that you said about you know, strategies about bringing new people in. And that was speaking. So let's talk just a little bit about the whole idea of public speaking and and putting yourself out there more locally um, and getting yourself known around your area by doing some public speaking. So how would somebody, how do you get into that sort of thing? Uh, Yeah. So um, I had, when I very first started getting public speaking was when I had my nutrition business. And I had friends that worked at big corporations that needed speakers for lunch and learns. So a lot of big companies will have lunch and learns where they need people to come in. Mm -hmm. Now, I get paid lots of times for my speaking now, but I'll speak for free if I can share my message and my coaching, right? So if people get to know me, through that and they like my message, then there's more of a chance that they'll join my mail list, you know, that they'll, that they'll eventually hire me. Mm-hmm. So I don't super worry unless I'm traveling <laughs> about getting paid. Right. Especially for like an organization or if they're doing a lunch and learn. So ask your friends, you know, ask your friends, are you guys doing a lunch and learn? Do you have anything going on? Do you need a speaker? Um, you know, reach out to HR departments, see if they need a speaker, if they're putting something together. Um, one thing I'm working on now is working with sales departments. Sales departments have huge sales meetings every single January. Right. Hmm. So just about every company I've ever worked for had a huge sales meeting somewhere in January. So how can you get involved? How can you help? Can you do a virtual thing? Um, I've been doing a lot of virtual things now with mortgage loan officers. So that's a, 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 a kind of niche that came to me. Um, is that they work with realtors. So realtors need tons of coaching ideas and mindset shifts, you know, mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs too. And so they need to be able to have new strategies to be able to keep going. And so right. think about who your client is and then who else has a client, mm-hmm. who else that is their client, right? So realtors might be one of my target audiences, but who else caters to them is loan officers. So could I partner with a loan officer and say, let's do a webinar, you know, like I want right. to share, um, you know, I work with a chiropractor and we're starting to put together events, you know, because his wellness and part of, you know, being well in your mind is, is where I can help and be plugged mm-hmm. in. So I think that many times we think, and I did this for a long time. Like, I have someone's going to call me and hire me. Someone's going to call me. <laughs> like, any minute now, everyone's going to be calling. <laughs> but even if I, I always say, I will talk. I've talked to small groups. I've called to talk to church small groups, to book clubs. Like, if there's one person there, I will talk. Like, I, I'm, I'm not picky because that one person might know somebody that 
knows somebody that knows 1200 people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or that one person might decide to hire you. And how much is that worth? Right. You know, so I think really just opening it up to like, where else where you know, think of it as a spoke on a wheel and who else feeds into all of this? And how can I connect with them? Yeah. Now, I love the idea of just thinking outside the box, because some of the things that you were naming off, I was just like, I don't get it. And then I thought for a second, I'm like, no, wait a minute. Yeah, she can she can work that in to her message. And then the next one, I was like, "Uh, no, she can work that into her message. And it's like, yeah, you really just have to open yourself up to all the possibilities and and just know that you don't have to try to be a round peg in a square hole, but there are ways to to make yourself, you know, fit in with a message that, Mm. you know, that, that someone's trying to get out there. Yeah. I mean, think about your message. If you're listening, think about your message. There's so many different facets of it. You know, you could, you can take a little piece of it and plug it in anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the, the entire thing. Like you said, it can just be a small piece of the broader scope of what you're offering, but you can just focus on one, one topic or one concept and teach on that if it's in alignment and then people may want even more. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say is one action step that coaches should implement this week if they're serious about growing their business? Or even what do you wish you had done first? That's a great question. One, I'm going to give you an action item. But one thing I wish I had done was to not doubt myself. Mm. Um, I spent a lot of time going, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I don't have enough. Um, and that really wasn't the case at all. And so an action item I would say is to, um, do incantations this week. So I, I call it a dance party. I turn every morning, I turn on music, uh-huh. some kind of uh, like great song that really gets you pumped up. Right. And I shut my office door because God forbid my husband sees me like he'll never look at me the same again. <laughs> and I put my hands over my head because that changes the chemistry of my brain, right? So I have my hands over my head. I like literally jump up and down. I dance and I, I can't dance. You know, I do the overbite thing. Like, so, but it doesn't matter. I dance and all I do is feed my brain visions of what's coming. Mm. And I do that for the whole song. And that is truly can be life changing. That's such a simple thing. But like dance party it up because now you're giving your brain things. The other thing that I just started doing a couple weeks ago, which has been huge, is I downloaded an app called Chime. And it's a little green app. It's really, really simple app. It's not very pretty. Um, But what I realized was I was doing these you know, dance parties in the morning and it, I felt so great and I'd feel great for like a couple hours. But, you know, you may not even realize how many times you're replaying negative junk in your right. brain. And so I set the chime between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. every 30 minutes. It's just a little ding. Like you, mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't, I went out to coffee with somebody yesterday. They didn't even notice, but I did. And it brings me back and I can go, am I being mindful? What have my thoughts for the past 30 minutes been? Can I shift them to something positive? And then I immediately get a vision of myself in Paris, actually <laughs> myself in Paris doing my retreat. So like every 30 minutes, I'm feeding myself a vision of the future. And I, I feel like I just released the emergency break. Like I feel like whoosh, you know, so dance party it up and do something so that you're reminding yourself every day of your vision because that's really where you're going is what you're thinking about 
That's really great because, like you said, it's it's kind of unobtrusive. And in, in a split second, you have reminded yourself to be conscious of that future that you're trying to create. Yeah. And it just brings you back all throughout the day to, you know, what am I doing now? Is it moving me forward towards what I want to create? And it just it just lets you be conscious of that every so often in a, in a way that doesn't make you stop everything you're doing and go meditate for 30 minutes. Right. You know? Yeah. And and if you've ever gone like on a road trip by yourself, you know mm-hmm. that how much you just reprocess old thoughts. I mean, I, oh, I've yeah. been driving before and all of a sudden I'm like cringing at something I did in third grade. And I'm like, oh my God, it was like 40 years ago. So we have to, that's our, our brain does that automatically, right? It's a biological process. So we have to shift, like purposely shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has been so good, Betsy. I have learned so much from you. I could keep talking another 45 minutes. I know, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to finish up with the final five rapid fire questions. Oh, I just got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Dance party. What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Not taking what someone else's belief is personally. Mm. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Ooh, um, Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. Mm. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without. Bonjoro. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. I know. One. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> oh, you'll get a bonjoro from me after this, and you'll be like, "Ooh, this is cool." Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it, even though I don't know what it is. <laughs> now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on, and what's your website? Um, my website's betsypake.com, and you can find me all over social media at betsypake. I mean, I'm so creative, right? <laughs> it's just my name, but it makes it simple, and I'm all over. So. You know, if you hear this, comment and let me know you heard it so I can follow back. And give us those uh, Facebook groups that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So, um, so my, my Facebook, my actual like public Facebook is facebook.com backslash Betsy Paik. And on there, the header picture will take you right to my Facebook group. Um, or you can go to sslbcommunity.com. That stands for start small, live big community.com start small live big is the name of my one of my books so great yeah perfect betsy this has been so good i'm going to be sure to get all of those links all of the recommendations onto the show notes page i want to thank you so much for joining me today yeah thanks so much for having me thanks for joining us on the unstoppable coach podcast from august the 10th to the 20th of 2017 i'm joining forces with business coach Kay sanders from episode 28 along with over 25 other industry experts to help you kickstart your business success. Are you stuck in your business and wondering how to move forward? Go to unstoppablecoach.co slash kickstart to learn more. We've put together over 25 amazing resources, ebooks, e-courses, PDFs, reports, MP3s, tools, techniques, and strategies just for you. Learn how to profit from podcasting. That one's mine. How to grow your business without a big list. How to increase your vibration to increase your impact. The golden rule of wealth creation. And pitch to profit speakers toolkit just to name a few. Choose one or all of these freebies. Go to unstoppablecoach.co slash kickstart for more information.